Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wine Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. We are thrilled to death that you are hanging out with us on this particular show, the Guitar Knobs <laughs> podcast. Oh, man, oh, man. This has been one heck of a of an episode already because... <laughs> Well, I'll tell you that in a second. Well, Tony, what do we do on the show? Uh, do we like to talk to people? We do. About gear? Yes. And about makers of gear? Makers of gear, guitar gear. Guitar gear and Amp gear. amps and pedals Pedal. and accessories. accessories and, and uh, humans that are contributing to the guitar world. Wow, I didn't realize we that's did a, all that's that. A, I categorize that as a new category. That's a new category. We have, we have a new drop down. Previously untouched. Yes. Well, I don't know if they are, but that <laughs> this one is. So anyways, uh, hey, everyone, we'd like to welcome a very special somebody to the show. Alec Breslow, Mask Audio Electronics. Yay. All right, Alec, my man. We are thrilled to have you on the show again (laughs) so let me explain this real quick we recorded so some of you probably saw that we had posted that up on on the uh, the highlight on on instagram and he did you know you you posted one up as well and then we were reposting those and so everybody was like oh cool he's on the show well when i went to go edit it um i i'm just gonna say this is user air first time in 145 episodes uh we just basically got static. So I don't know what the cause of it is. I'm going to blame it on me. Well, we're just going to say you won't be here next week. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to replace me. Because uh, I, I certainly your don't think. And take it out of here. Yeah. I don't think it's the sweet machine here, which is uh, made by Rode Microphones. Thank you, Rode, for providing the Rode Procaster mics. And articulating the, and the Roadcaster maybe, Pro. Maybe they should rename it as the Toddcaster. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and the Roadcaster <laughs> Pro uh, unit that is our mother uh, mothership thing that is doing it. It's all great and it's all good and it's going to be a happy fun time. So, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to mention <laughs> why this was screwy coming into today. So, our the are the fobs to get into our studio on our keychains. <laughs> this has been, yeah. Didn't work. It's yeah. not even Friday the 13th. The, the the street outside is being repaved, so there was no parking. No parking. You had to park in a weird spot. So we had to go in through a, a side, like a back door through a, a restaurant through to a get bar. into the building, through a bar, uh, and then somehow, Isn't everything in Columbus through a bar? But yeah, pretty much. Pretty that much. is true. <laughs> that is true. All business is done through a bar. Anyways, all right. Let's uh, find out. Uh, we already kind of went through a few little episodes. Figure out what's happening in our music worlds this week, ladies and gentlemen, or just at least a less gentleman, Tony. This week, I had the pleasure of seeing one of my all-time idols and one of my favorite bands, and they happen to be playing together. Amazing. One of my all-time idols would be Nick Lowe. Oh. And he was backed by Los Straight Jackets. Whoa. And it was I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this show was on one of my top ten of all time. Ooh. It was I mean, it was just an incredible, incredible show. The the two you know, styles, you know, obviously those straight jackets are primarily kind of a surf instrumental band. They were re- mes- with Mexican wrestling masks. Yes. But, you know, 
That's right. their shtick, man. What, yeah. what venue did they play at? Uh, they played at Rife Center. Okay. So there's a, they have a theater at Rife Center that right uh, it's pretty small. I think it's like a thousand seats or something. But so um, a lot of people, man. There, well, uh, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyhow, the, I mean, it, it was just a, an incredible show. The uh, the sound was spectacular. It was it was actually a quiet show. You know, I expected because every time I've seen Los Straightjackets before, it's pretty ruckus, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very. I mean, you there were points where you could hear a pin drop, mm. and um, it was it was it was pins really really are good. Dropping pins are dropping. I can't name a single Nick Lowe song. Uh, cruel to be kind, except for cruel to be kind. Uh, geez, I mean, there's 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 like there's a so many. They're they're on he the road. He wrote, "What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding?" That for was, Elvis. Well, he recorded it first, but Elvis re-recorded it. Well, that's what I mean. Yes, he recorded it, and then Elvis took it. So yeah. he, he kind of recorded. I mean, it for I mean, Elvis. Nick Lowe probably has only about uh, twenty albums or so, so. Sure, I'm not doubting it. That's not... he was in Rock Pile for a while uh-huh. with uh, Dave Edmonds and Billy Bremer, and yeah, yeah. I, that's a very is... special part of the musical universe. It is okay. And he produced Elvis Costello and other acts. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow. Well, that's uh, great. And he had a really cool guitar. And I, I had to do a little research to figure out what it was. Uh, he played primarily acoustic guitar. Well, actually, that's all he played that night. And it was a really super fancy uh, Gibson J2, SJ200, mm-hmm. super jumbo. And this one in particular was was odd, and it had extra binding on it. It had you know the old script style Gibson, you know, like from the forties. And it turns out it is a Gibson SJ two hundred Western Classic, and it's it, it's basically a, a take off of the uh, uh, the Ray Whitley. Uh, oh SJ. Ray, you remember Ray? Like it was just yesterday, but anyhow. It's a really cool guitar. Look it up online. I've got some pictures of it from, from the show and some other things. But it's just a really cool looking guitar. Um, it's a. I mean, I I love SJ two hundreds, but this one is just, uh, a, and it's got an old style, like almost like a bound pickguard on mm-hmm. it, not the usual flowers and dots and cactuses and stuff. Interesting. Very cool. All right. Sound was great. Excellent. I enjoyed myself. Let's talk to Alec. Alec, what did you do? What, what's going on in your musical world this week? Not much, actually. So the full-time student thing has uh, really started taking up a lot more of my time. Um, pretty much I'm going to school four days a week for, God, three to... 12 hours a day, depending upon the day. But today I got something actually right before we recorded this podcast, something very cool and a little bit sentimental to me. Um, I got Corey Bardos's midnight amplification pale horse. Um, Corey Bardos is the guy who runs uh, the FYEP blog. Uh, I cannot say its full name on air or else we'll have Todd will have to hit the bleep button. Okay. I, I think we can probably get the idea. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of a clone, an Australian-made clone of the... Um, oh, God, what is the brand? 
Death by Audio Reverberation Machine. Okay. Oh. Except it's got this beautiful black sparkle background. It's got Corey. He made it specific for Corey, so it has this very specific red uh, typeface on it. It's really cool. He sent it over to me um, to be fixed because I think the the guy who built it used solid core wiring. So I think a lot of the wiring in between being shipped from uh, Australia to the United States probably got shot. Mm. Whoa. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's fundamental to me because Corey is the one that actually introduced me to the work of, uh, John Snyder, who ah, ended up drink. being very important to me. <laughs> so thing, thing, things came uh, full circle f- to me today. Wow. Awesome. Also drink. It, yes. It drank <laughs> twice. Uh, did it come with a bloomin' onion? <laughs> It did not. Uh, it just came from Kalamazoo. So, oh, what you doing there, Todd? There's a lot of good breweries <laughs> there in Kalamazoo, actually. Yeah. Bells is it? Bells is there? Bells is yeah, the Bells. big one. Okay, yeah, literally, I've never made it over that way. Literally yeah. two blocks away from the old Gibson factory. Yeah, they're very cool. Tony. Ask Jared what he wants. <laughs> what he was doing. Hey, Jared, what you doing this week, man? <laughs> So, uh, I've been plugging a lot of guitars in a lot of my amps and to try to figure out what amp I use the most and, (laughs) and what amp sounds good, you know, that makes all the sound, all the guitars sound good because some amps don't make, you know, the tellies sound good or the strats sound good, you know, so on forth. And my Blackstar HT60 combo makes every single guitar i own sound good i don't know why Hmm. can't explain it but it just all of them sound good through that amp that must be the one good one (laughs) it rings at the fundamental frequencies of your ears it does sound better the the speaker in it is i don't like it like the speaker isn't great so i plug it in my uh marshall uh a 412. Yeah. But the amp the amp sounds really I mean, I don't know it, it's like built boutique. I think it's got some I don't know. Anyway, it just uh, I can't explain why, but it just makes all the guitars sound good. And that's what I figured. I mean, I've got some really cool old vintage amps, too, some old Marshalls. I got an old Fender uh, Twin Reverb. But they all sound good. Now, they, they, a lot of them sound good through the reverb, but but I'm going to, if I just want to plug in real quick, it, I just go to the Black Star. Hmm. And that's what I found out this week. Well, that's cool. That's about it. I like that. Todd, how about you? Well, let's see here. <clears throat> I satined uh, my, my painted guitar necks. You satined them. Satined them. Yes, I was having some trouble with some sticky necks. And uh, mm. I just, uh, you know, I got a little I got a little bandana that I wipe them off with and stuff. But I was just like, man, this is, it's not the same thing. If I if I play the, the telly that has uh, the, my satin neck, the Nashville, it just, it glides. So I'm like, uh, all right, I need to do this. But I didn't want to ruin anything because I tried that before. And uh, I got a little bit too heavy with the grit. Just a touch. <laughs> so I checked in with my pal Chase Gullet, 
from chasing vintage guitars and yes. and he said uh, hey man this is what you need and he he uh, he showed me a it's basically the same kind of pad you used to do car paint with so uh, it's it's got a pad on it and i th- i want to say it's it like 3000 grit oh 3000 grit i was going to say 2000 grit no i think it was 3000 grit oh, wow. i could be wrong i think you're wrong I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I'm wrong. I think you could be probably wrong. two thousand, two or three. Don't 000. quote me on the grit because I don't have it right in front of me. But yeah, anyway, three thousand wouldn't really touch much. Probably no. two thousand. I'm thinking more like eight hundred. I, I can't remember what the grit is. Doggone it! Now I'm gonna. Now I sound like an idiot. What's but the that's true okay. Grit? It's not the first time. Anyways, it was a very high grit. Right. Okay. On this week's grit <laughs> yes. podcast, and it, but I, and I had to get it at AutoZone because Home Depot doesn't sell that kind of thing. So no, no. The, um, the max we go up to is a thousand. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. He works at Home at Home Depot. See, so that's it was three thousand because six thousand is basically like like silk, but it still does it. It polishes it. Well, you could have just stopped at my shop and used some of my micro mesh. I yes, I might. Well, I didn't. So, anyways, you didn't, and I'm I'm offended, and I'm I, leaving I, right I, now. I know, I know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, hear his footsteps? They're walking away. <laughs> yeah. So I I put it on. I, I I took some time and I got it all satined up, and the the Hagstrom Viking is nice and smooth right now which is great but here's the weird thing the les paul neck has this one spot and it's just one single spot and after playing it's like this one tiny spot just gets gummy still Mm. and i don't know i don't know why i don't know how to fix that i'm considering taking it down to wood (gasps) i'm just considering i'm looking at my kids violins i'm like there's a those are wood i've had a other guitars where it's just the wood that is like you know with the the Maybe oil, there's a knot. The oiled wood or whatever. Yeah, there's probably so, a knot I don't know right how, there. but it might be a... It's not a lacquer defect, right? It, it wouldn't be that. It could be. Well. <laughs> it's nitro, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's not like you paint it on. It's sprayed on. Yeah. I don't know what it is. There, there's something about Gibson, newer stu- newer Gibson lacquer. This is 2000. That, that stays... Oh, that's newer. Yeah. Uh, it stays sticky. It, that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like it's like plasticizer? It's sticky. Uh, or not enough plasticizer. Or just take it down to the, take but it you, down to the wood. If you took it down to the wood or... I mean, you could even shoot uh, a semi-gloss lacquer on the back of it and it would eat into it. Yeah. Well, anyways, mm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll just live with it. But that's what I did. <laughs> How about a glove with no fingers? <laughs> hey, paint I over do that. it and then sat in the paint. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. More to come on that. So, uh, hey, I wanted to share something real quick. We got um, a note from our pal Dougie37. I believe that's it's Doug E37 on Instagram. And I wanted to share that. He's saying that he's sure it's c- not... Dooge? Dooge. Well, that's what it looks like. Dooge. Dooge 37. I'm pretty sure it's Read it, Dooge. I'm going to read it. Hey, Todd, Jared, and Tony. First off, thanks doing what you do. Uh, Thanks for doing what you do. The cast inspires me week after week to keep up my mediocre guitar playing and crappy little effects pedal builds. Don't worry. The podcast is not the cause of the mediocre or crappy. That's just me. (laughs) Uh, I'm a home player who's back after a very lengthy hiatus, 30 plus years. This is a, we hear the story time and time again. And of course, I'm having the time of my life playing again. Even though I'm only a home player, it is very important to me to make the sounds that I like to make. So here's my four on the floor. And he shared his four on the floor. That's so, nice. so it's the Catlin bread 
uh, Naga Viper Treble Booster. We just had that as a four on the floor recently. I think I remember that. Yes, sir. Uh, he says, this thing is magic in a box. Put it in front of other drives and let the fun begin. Uh, number two. Dose. Number two. It's a friend of ours, Lollygagger FX Canaglia. Ah, ah, my boy, Sean. Oh, yep. they, we loved that pedal, didn't we? By itself, this thing is a beast, as you well know, but paired with the Naga and it sings. Oh, and Sean is the absolute best. Shout out to Sean Wright. I love him. He, li- he lives. Sean Wright actually lives a few hours north of me in the, in the thumb. Oh, the, the thumb of Michigan. Yes. I see. Uh, number three, Catalan Bread, Dirty Little Secret. Plexi in a box and then some. Love the versatility. Number four, Thorpey Effects, Fallout Cloud. The fuzz to beat all fuzzes. Mm. Yeah. I'd say the gauntlet was thrown down. I It might be. There's a lot of fuzzes out there that might have something to say about that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so hey, thanks so much for sharing that, man. That, that meant a lot to us. Um, Thanks, dude. We love hearing stories like that, uh, especially when it's, you know, not everybody's out there gigging. Not everybody no. wants to do that. And it's not no. about how active how active you are or, or like how many guitars you have or anything like that. If well, you like it is what about how doing. many guitars you have. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, at, the, at the end of the day, it is if you are enjoy d- doing what you're doing and you like talking about it and stuff, then you're a friend of ours and we appreciate you. So, and I, and I think it's important. Like, you know, like this gentleman was, you know, he hadn't uh, played for 30 years, 30 years. And what I find is even though I don't play out much anymore, not much at all, maybe a couple times a year, I still enjoy the challenge of learning songs and, and, and it, it keeps your brain functioning like it's supposed to, I think. Right. I mean, I'll take, uh, well, that in the centrum. Yeah. I'll take, <laughs> 15, 20 minute breaks and put on a record, like literally a vinyl record and rock along with that just to, you know, just to keep moving so it'll yeah. freeze up. Yeah. But, I, but I think, you know, like uh, a good example would be Glenn Campbell. I don't know if, you know, if, yeah. you, if you've seen the I can play I'll, I'll Be Me or... Uh, That's a fantastic... It's a great documentary. Yeah, it's so good. And they said that one of the... He's lost his ability to move to speak but the last thing to go was his ability to play guitar yeah and that was it was so deeply ingrained in his brain uh that that he was able to do that probably up to almost the very end incredible so i mean keep on playing he would play this start playing the same song he just finished because he'd forgotten that he just played that song it was sad yeah Uh, yeah i think it was uh uh Oh, shoot. I can't remember. I just blanked out on the name. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> the, the, no, the, the, the wire, the, his, his big country song, the, uh, the, the high wire. Wichita the, lineman. Wichita lineman. Wichita yeah, they show a clip where he plays it, and then he starts playing. He goes like, what the heck? That was really good. Let's play it <laughs> You know, it's, it's like. He yeah. liked it. It's a yeah. song so nice, you play it twice. Yeah. Well, anyways, we appreciate that. So make sure you send us a little note uh, via email or direct message on uh on Instagram. Please. Hope to hear from you. All right. We have some awesomeness to do right now. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Alec from Mask Audio Effects. Uh, give us your four on the floor. All right. So I'll make the same joke that I did last time. My initial thought was I want to make an all EAE board, but involved a pedal that isn't out yet. Hypersleep. 
Um, so I decided to go a more conventional route. So we'll start off with an EAE pedal, the Mew Blaster. Mew. Um, I don't think, no, it isn't made anymore. It was one of John's early pedals. Um, it's just the loudest boost on the face of the planet. Um, it's really meant for, I run two, uh, trainer combo amps. Yeah. We love our trainers. Yep. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> Train as well. I want a trainer combo. You no. do it. You, I mean, we live in the Midwest. You can find them for pretty cheap. Yeah. They're super cheap. I haven't found one. Well, uh, anyway, just, you look looking. harder. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I run single channel amps and this thing, it, it does have a little bit of grit to it. Um, but it's mainly just, louder than anything else and it just slams the front end of the amp effectively becoming a second channel um mine's one of the older ones with a big red rotary knob which i enjoy a lot um what else can i say about it yeah it just has massive amounts of headroom so it, it's using a mu um, amp setup and internal charge pump running i believe converting nine volts to 27 volts i love it yeah it's it's real fun so you can you can hit it with a really loud signal it won't distort but it th they have a warning label on it <laughs> that says this might damage uh ge subsequent gear it's really good nice awesome what uh, what uh, what trainer combos are you using I'm using uh, TS-20s, which is very similar to the TS-15s, except this one has super tasty spring reverb. Ah, so these are, you're using the, the uh, uh, solid states. Yes, I, I, I'm a big fan of solid state. There, you said it. Yeah. I, I, I do. I love them. I, if <laughs> my, my dream amp right now is uh, a Suns Beta Lead. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Those things yeah. are super fun, and they just sound good. Okay. Well, I think if you're using a lot of pedals and things, sometimes the solid state amps do work a little bit better. I think. Mm. I yeah, it depends upon how they're designed, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a little more old school, so uh, solid state is almost a dirty word in in my vocabulary. But I've I've grown to appreciate some of the things that were done especially some of the early ones and things from the seventies mm, like PV, like, Oh yeah. O old like PVs. Oh yeah. Old PVs. Uh, some of the like old Tolex customs. Oh yeah. The kind of puffy ones. Yes. Yeah. Those, those are real good. Technically tuck and roll. There are some <laughs> amazing ones of those. I just saw a stack uh, on Craigslist. It was gold mm. glitter yep. tuck and roll. Yep full like the tall stack mm -hmm. i just wanted because it, it looked cool right. uh but and and it was it was dirt cheap i think it was like i think it was 600 bucks for the whole thing the head mm -hmm. and the and the cab well you take all the guts out of it and then you put your favorite <laughs> amp in one of the cabs <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of defeats the purpose there jerry uh, yeah but it'll look cool yeah but it's I, gold sparkle i mean I get out of here i've got no, i've got an old 215 cabinet that's but it's black tuck and roll and uh we have that over at, at, a, at a practice space. And it's, it, I mean, it was a great cab. I put new speakers in it. It, it sounds yeah. great. Mm. Awesome. 215? Yeah, it was a 215. Uh, wow, that's going to move some air. Oh, custom Fender, made, cabinet. Fender made those too. With JBL 15s for their, uh, 
Um, showman amps, yeah. Mm. Ooh, dual I didn't know that. Dual yeah, showman. 215 uh, JBLs, yeah. They blow your eardrums out, man. 215, 315, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, cool, man. So what's next? Uh, up next would be the old Digitech PDS 1700 Course Flanger. I wow. don't know if there's that, enough that's room a mouth, on the mouth website to put. I, I have that one at home. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's do a you? Amp. Yeah, it's, you're 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 like one of the few people I've ever heard that actually owns one. Yep, interesting. Huh. Yeah, there. It's very early digital chorus flanger. Yep. Um. So it was really taking advantage of what they could do, and you can actually. Unlike a lot of analog pedals, you can actually adjust the delay time yep. of uh, the chorusing and the flanging independently. Mm-hmm. Getting oh, some so real so it's like two pedals in one. It's uh, yeah, yeah, you okay. you can actually switch between. It's yep. uh, you got a bypass and a and button an switch and between chorusing and flanging. Yep. Yeah, and you can. It, it just the chorus sounds like how chorus should sound to me. Yeah, it, it's almost like a little bit of a slapback with some motion. Awesome. Oh yeah, it's super good. And then uh, I got my mines from uh, my buddy Dan at ADD Pedals. Uh, what he does is he goes in and rips out the guts and turns some of the trim pots. Uh, on the outside so you can actually adjust the master clock control and just turn it into the most lo-fi delay you've ever heard that's pretty cool oh yeah it's super fun it's a pretty easy mod to do um i never heard of anyone doing it until uh i saw dan do it can you do them um i could but i would rather give money to dan there you go all right so if anybody wants that mod call dan call dan, call dan or, at or adp pedals on instagram yeah at where adp a D D pedals. All right. I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> I really yes, do. Yes, you do have ADD. Uh, all right. Number three. Number three is going to be a little bit more normal. Um, the old blood noise endeavors dweller. Dweller! It is. <laughs> it's, it's a hard pedal to describe. The old blood calls it a phase repeater. So, I actually got the talk to Dan Pihacek of Old Blood Noise, who does a lot of the digital design for their pedals about it. He was nice enough to take time over his uh, Thanksgiving vacation to sit down with me for four hours and just talk all the business gear, everything. Mm. It was really one of the best experiences I've had in pedals. Is he he up in the Michigan way or no? So his, um, his family is from out here and his now wife, uh, actually no now fiance's family. Um, that's kind of backwards, but anyways, (laughs) let's get married and then (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm remembering things in the wrong order. I do that a lot. Um, his now fiance's family, um lives still lives up here but yeah they live out there in oklahoma oh awesome and for and just in case we mentioned it and you forgot or we didn't mention it he's uh you're calling from michigan yes i'm calling from clinton township michigan um about 40 minutes outside of detroit gotcha Okay, mm. now we got a beat on it. Yes. Oh, yes. Come okay, find so me. Tell us, tell us a little bit about, about this uh, here pedal there, buddy. Dweller is 
yeah, phase repeater. So it's taking a normal phaser like uh, MXR, phase 90, a biphase, and in between every stage of the phaser, so something like the phase 45, which is a two-stage, the phase 90, uh, which is four-stage, it's putting a delay in there. And you have a knob that actually controls how much delay is between each stage. So not only do you have the phasing going on, but you have this slowly or quickly moving delay. And it just, it creates an un- otherworldly sound. Mm. Uh, I've been really setting it. It has a sample and hold uh, waveform in it. I just set the delay time to max and the sample and hold rate to max. And it just sounds like this ever shifting reverb. It sounds almost like if you took an eighties rack reverb and it ran out of Ram and it's just glitching out <laughs> behind your play. There uh, are exactly behind your three people on the planet that know what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds good. I, I yeah. don't know. I have never glitched out a, uh, 80s rack reverb but now that's a goal put that on your bucket list yeah or make a pedal that sounds only like that uh that sounds like a maris pedal okay. i bet maris yeah, is already working pretty, on that that's pretty fair or convert all your pedals to rack mount oh yeah Ooh. <laughs> uh okay how about number four number four is gonna be the katrina engineering kahuela it's made by my buddy dan dan rodriguez um he actually has a very nice job working for Sirius XM. Just moved out to L.A. for it, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's heading up their new L.A. studio. It's really cool. Kauela is, on the surface, it is a tape machine fuzz that Dan tracked down the same quad op amp that is in the Tascam Porta studio and replicated the front-end input. So it distorts the same way that if you just plug directly into uh, Porta Studio and recorded to tape, that's how it would sound. Oh. Uh, but then he just took it to other extremes, and as you crank up the gain knob, which is labeled flare, by the way, um, it just sounds like your amp is exploding as it enters the atmosphere of the sun. It is wow. <laughs> the most saturated pedal I have ever played. And I've made quite a few saturated pedals. Yes. And I, it, it just, yeah, it sounds like it, your amp is dying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, with that, I mean, uh, <laughs> everybody go out and check that pedal out. Oh, absolutely. Go, go get, give Dave some love. That's great. All right, man. Well, we're going to check that. I'm not familiar with a Kahoy. Um, yeah, I uh, can't pronounce it either. Yeah, but I, 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 I bet he's be. going to message me when this goes up. He's like, you pronounced it wrong. Yeah. Oops. Some friend you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for sharing that. Uh, we have got to talk to you about, uh, you know, why you're on the show. You're making some cool pedals out there. And uh, you've, you've already, I think... It seems as though a lot of people there's 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 several rings of builders that we're finding that it's like little s- s- clicks and sub clicks of builder friends and they're referencing each other constantly. You've come up a couple times, so um, we want to share what you're all about with our lovely audience out there. There they all are. Yeah. <laughs> Where? So, Alec, uh, you are. A, 
you're super into electronics. Yeah, uh, that that's the say. I, how about this? I originally went into electrical engineering because I thought they would teach me how pedals worked. <laughs> mm. Oh, how naive I was. Yeah. Well, I, the reason I say that is because we actually have, we get quite a lot of people on here that are like, I had no knowledge of electronics. I'm not like really into electronics, but I like to build pedals. But there are also folks like like John or yourself or uh, Sean Wright and and uh, Mike Trombley. They have those people and and several others we've that we've interviewed that are like, really deep into the electronics aspect of things. So how did you get, how did you fall into that? Um, being broke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like many people, um, I don't know. My first experience was I opened up my first pedal, which was an electro harmonics double muff. Mm. And I remember staring into this thing and being like, man, this is so cool. And it's very, it's a very simple circuit. Um, I remember also a very formative experience. My dad looking over my shoulder and looking into it and being like, how much did you pay for that? That's like 10 cents worth of components. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've always been the kid that takes things apart. And so when I started my college experience, I was in electrical engineering. I never got quite far enough in electrical engineering to get the circuits won. Um, Physics just never quite clicked with me, and that was always a prerequisite for it. So I switched to IT, and then I made a concerted effort that summer to like sit down and learned how pedals worked not just audio circuits but pedals i wanted to know um so i just sat down with a breadboard and the art of electronics and just went at it until it, it basically i could rattle it off mm-hmm. um now for those who aren't familiar with the breadboard we, we have new listeners all the time who are just getting into this um can you briefly describe what a breadboard is? Yeah, breadboard is it's it's a little board with a lot of tiny slots that you can just insert electronics into and make temporary circuits. So you can slow uh, insert all the components together. The board has rows and columns that are linked all together. Um, so you can test, you can build up a circuit and test things out uh, without having to bust out a soldering iron. Mm. So if you're sitting there. And you're like, I wonder how this capacitor sounds versus this capacitor. You could just sit there for 15 minutes pulling out capacitors rather than having to unsolder it every time. If you like playing with Legos, you might like playing with the breadboard. That's correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's sort of as like long as you don't mind little leads sticking out of uh, your carpet. Yeah, true. <laughs> Thirty true, true. years Do- ago, Radio Shack would sell those projects, mm-hmm. like those weather projects or all that crap, and you could actually, and basically, they were breadboards. And you can make all sorts of different circuitry and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Does does anybody know why they call them breadboards? Uh, Because you can cut a piece of bread on them? Yeah, I think you put bread on them after you're done with the circuit Uh and put a little butter, maybe some jelly. pretty much what everybody expected you to say. Breadboard? (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, you got to make your bread with it later on? That's that's probably it, actually. Mm. Alec, do you know why? 
No, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. This is I'm not just trying to play smart guy here. I really don't know. So Oh, you hey, are always trying to play smart hit, guy. Hit Tony's gonna look the, that up while look it up. he's gonna use the internet machine and see if we can figure that one out. Uh so we don't look like complete idiots here. No, we already are. We, uh, we yeah. don't know what it is. We're fools. 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 Yeah. Um so now you have okay so you've got this thirst for electronics and building and, and like wanting to make things work that obviously slams right up against music because you went in specifically trying to design pedals where were you at in your music life when these two things collided well the start of mask audio so 2015 was a really bad year for me. I had a really bad breakup that led into a whole bunch of other things. And I came out of it kind of wanting to do something. And I was on Tumblr at the time. Uh-oh. And this guy, uh, Schrodinger's delay pedal, kept coming up. And eventually, I, he, I saw him use this program called Eagle, which is a circuit uh, PCB design program. And eventually uh, that came out to be the longsword and Schrodinger's delay pedal is John Snyder. Um, right. <laughs> drank. Um, and so that was really an inspiring experience because I never thought, oh, he just made his own unique circuit from nothing. Um and eventually, when he moved from Connecticut up to back up to Boston, um, I bought one of those original 15. And that is still to this day, probably the pedal I use the most. Wow, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it's a super cool one. I had acid etched by dropping acid pedal etching because the originals actually had a Sharpie Dawn longsword. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, it's awesome. Super- Oh yeah, <laughs> you you can still find a couple examples of them uh, if you check Reverb, but that was really inspiring. And one day, I just asked him, like, "Okay, how do you get st- started with this?" And he's like, "I just sat down with Eagle and kind of sucked until I didn't." And he gave me actually a list of rules I still give to people to this day of like, "Hey." If you're working on two different sides of the board, your traces should cross at 90 degrees because of coupling capacitance and all sorts of other actually very nice tips. Now that I look back upon it, the thing that you just said sounds very impressive. I'm sure I'm sure it's it's awesome. That's <laughs> actually not coupling. Uh, you don't want more coupling capacitance because that will suck your tone. Yes. Oh, that you, nobody you, wants that. No one. No one wants sucky tone. No. That's why you got to route your boards nice. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, I spent pretty much a year just doing boards for myself. And then in February of 2016, yeah, 2016, um, I had a week at my day job. It was really slow at the day job. And I don't know how I figured it out, but I figured out that I spent more time working on circuit boards than I did working my job. Oh, wow. <laughs> at that point, I'm like, I'm spending too much time on this. I need to figure out some way for it to make money or else what am I doing? Right. Uh, So I set myself a hard deadline and registered my domain mascotioelectronics.com. How did you, how did you come upon that name? 
Um, it actually, so if you open up any of my petals, there's a little doodle with a triangle and a square and three lines. And that actually, I've been doodling that since I was six or seven. And it was, it's literally a drawing, this malformed, uh, who's the guy with the clocks? The guy with the clocks? Yeah, the Milton clocks. Oh, Dolly. Oh, Dolly. <laughs> Dolly. It's almost this, like, if you took a theater Salvador mask and Dolly, then dollied the it out. So everybody else knows. Sorry, go ahead. It's almost if you took, like, a theater mask and, like, dollied it out and melted it. I drew that when I was five, and I, I'm still drawing it. <laughs> All right. So, and so, one day, and Mask Audio Electronics, I originally wanted to do Mask Audio Devices, because then the acronym would be MAD. Ooh, uh, and clever. I'm like, nah, Earth, Earthquakers got the devices thing on lock. Right. But, you know, one, one of these days I will make something other than a pedal. I, I'd like to make an amp. Hey, now you're talking. That'd be cool. Why not a do that? Make a pickup. <laughs> no, that's that's not the same thing. At, at no, all. it's it's a little more challenging, but I think you could do it. it <laughs> I, I could do it, but uh, solid state amps, especially like the TS uh, twenty that I have, I could make that. I under I can. It's laid out very much like a pedal, so I can. Other than the higher voltages, I could wrap my head around that. Yeah, make your own version of that, but a better one. Get the biggest spring reverb tank I can get. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Now you're talking. Well, that's awesome. So, so you got to making some pedals here, and. Um, so I think uh, if, if hopefully everybody knows the drill, if you're listening to this and you have two thumbs available, uh, you can check out what's on Instagram. Where can they find you on Instagram, by the way, right now? At Mask Audio Electronics, one of the longest names and pedals. Wow. Mask Audio Electronics. Whole Go thing. There and check out the stuff that he's got up there. And then you can go be like, oh, I know exactly what they're talking about. Uh, I did that. And that's one of the reasons I reached out to you early on um, when I saw the black math. And one of the things when I first saw it, I was like, wait, that looks like a Black Flag album. That's cool. And it's not that at all, which I found out uh, because I gave you a call. And I said, hey, I'd love to have you on the show. And you said, not yet. And I was like, well, I haven't heard that one yet before. And I thought that that was actually pretty, um, pretty wise of you because you had that pedal, um, but you wanted to come on with a little bit more to offer. And I, I appreciate that. I think that was good foresight. And, and here you are now. Uh, yeah, man, that was back in March. And yeah, so you've done a uh, lot since then. Oh yeah, I've even since the last time we the the episode that the shall not be named this. <laughs> uh, came out, I, I've had. Uh, or at least a project I've worked on come out. Uh, I did a pedal with dropping, uh, dropping acid pedal etching. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Nelson contacted me to design a pedal called Rip, um, which takes the LM three eighty six, which is in a whole bunch of pedals. What is uh, that? It, it's a it's a crappy little power amp I see. So the same thing that drives your speakers, but in the same format as an op amp. Okay. Um, it's in a whole bunch of pedals like the Acapulco Gold, the Sonic Titan, the Ram the Man parts. <sighs> Those aren't the big ones. Uh, the Parallel Universe. And it just has this really low end pleasing distortion mm. uh, about it. If you run it, you know, under its 
relative voltage. And he's like, literally, I got a call one morning saying, hey, I'm Jack Nelson. And how about, well, I've known him for years, especially through the I Love Fuzz community. Um, if you're, if you think your taste in pedals is weird, I suggest going to I Love Fuzz and you will find there's a whole community of weirdo people. And that's a website. Yeah, it's a web. I love fuzz.com. All right. Everybody it's on there. my cert. It's After on every single one of my circuit boards or every, every single one of my production pedals, at least. Awesome. So you, uh, you, you do that pedal, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's super fun. It's, it's got feed. It doesn't have a gain control, which is one of the most interesting things about it. It's got a rotary knob that switches between four different modes. Hmm. Uh, and two, four different gain responses and bass responses. Um, and it's got a momentary feedback circuit, which also, if you set it in the right spot, also just acts as a gain boost. This is it, it's very a, interesting. It's super fun. I suggest you get one. <laughs> when are they out? They're out now. What? They, they released two, two weeks ago. We're actually on the second batch. Holy mackerel. I must have missed my email that told me that. Alec. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't released by me. It's just designed and built by me. Okay. Uh, so where can people find that? Um, you're going to want to go over to at dr- dropping acid pedal etching on okay. Instagram. Talk right. to Jack. All right. We're going to look that up real quick here. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's start to let's go back to the very beginning. Um, the thing that uh, I dropped a pick underneath my leg in on my seat and it looks really weird i'm trying to find it so i'm sure tony's looking at me real weird right now so the black math this is the thing that uh, i think probably made everybody go what's this because it's kind of it's cool big format pedal it's rather large not too large it's just a little bit bigger it you know? is smaller than what it's based on okay not not that much smaller i think it yeah, compared to the old uh, bended metal boxes, yes. it's like an inch less. It's definitely way less on the depth, but it's only got it like an inch less. So it is technically pedal board friendly. Right. Can I say, I say this with, with all uh, due respect and admiration for the pedal. It is one of those that it, it, nobody, you didn't sit there and go like, how can I make the coolest looking, prettiest, most designy it it looks like it was designed kind of by an electronics nerd it's it's, so it has like a cool ugly factor to it i say that with with the most positivity possible (laughs) yeah so i i always feel bad right oh yeah i feel bad for my graphic designer uh lissa yuccabello at uh yaka art on instagram I always feel bad for her because we've known each other for over a decade. So she's really good at taking my scribbles and turning it into something real. Uh-huh. And for black math, I I wanted it to look similar to the NYC reissue Big Muff, but enough that uh, the extremely litigious electro harmonics would not come after me. Right. Well, I like that kind of industrial looks kind of like, like brutalist. Yes, absolutely. Primitive. No, brutal. <laughs> Especially, I mean, if you look at no, it's literally just no. <laughs> yes. Well, let's let's uh, we'll get to that in a second. Tell us about what the black math does and why why it's so cool. It, it, I mean, it's so cool because it's so big. It's got room for tone fairies. Um, no, I, I'm a big fan of 
the White Stripes. And so the guitarist in that band uses a the first reissue, uh, NYC reissue after Electroharmonics moved back from Russia. And that's a very specific laid out circuit. It's very different than uh, most other Big Muffs. It was actually designed by Fran Blanche of Frantone, which I didn't know until I started working on this. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, super cool. Um, so it, it's very high gain, but has a very different diode. Eh, I keep saying very different. Ugh. It has a different diode set and a very different tone control than most other big muffs. And especially the diodes, the diodes is the magic. Cause if like the guitarist and the white stripes, you run a, uh, very loud boost at the front of your rig. It just compresses in this amazing way. Almost if you like crank up the boost all the way, it just cuts out with very hard pick attack. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, white stripes under great Northern lights is one of my favorite records. And I wanted to get the sound of that record and black math is my attempt at it. I see. Yeah. That, that, uh, specific sound, it's almost like, um, backwards playing like the harder you play the more right. it, it, it resists being played yeah that's a good way to describe it thank you <laughs> uh yeah it's uh it's it's also yeah, a frustrating it, thing to try to play when when it's doing that i i think some people are kind of natural at it but that always throws me off if i have something that's clipping like really 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 hard yeah it's like, I don't know. I've watched enough live videos that it's it's definitely his pick attack. He plays with a lot of upstrokes. Um, and so if you just play a little bit lighter with downstrokes, it won't do that. But if you, if you just really dig in, and especially if you play with just a flurry of upstrokes, mm-hmm. you'll get that effect. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so let's see that, um, that will make an awful lot of noise. That's for guaranteed for sure. Oh Uh, yeah. I like, I like that. I designed it for the white stripe sound, but the people it's found the most uh, traction with is doomers mm. because there's no, uh, frequency limiting throughout the whole. The only thing that's like doing any, uh, frequency limiting is the tone stack. But it it just lets all the bass through, and I've noticed a lot of bass guys really like the black math. Um, I think that's why Matt has it still. Gotcha, gotcha. Matt from uh, Electro Foods. Right. Yeah, they make some pretty noisy pedals there too. They they make some very noisy pedals. Yeah. Hey, the, if you haven't webs- heard the Electro Foods uh, episode, check it out on our website, theguitarnobs.com. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> little plug there. Um, so uh, the the other ones that uh, we had a hold of uh, were the it's uh, the the yes and the no. Tell us about the yes. Well, I rather start with no because that's the one that's out. <laughs> start with the no. Yes. No. Um, so when I was first, just the first pedal I ever saw was a Debbie Ever Truly Beautiful Disaster, um, which is this freakish unit with an external feedback loop and like an optical resistor on it. It's such a weird fuzz pedal and that, that messed me up to this day. And so I, I've always had a soft spot for those Debbie ever, uh, Tim Escondido 
uh, who it, it's a very famous circuit scraps website. Mm. Um, it no longer exists, but someone has an entire archive of it. Um, that's modern style of fuzz where it's just louder than anything else. And it just, it just distorts itself in ways that's hard to describe. And so no was my quest to bring that back to the market. Cause no Devi ever was my first uh, boutique pedal. I bought my uh, Devi ever bit for a hundred bucks back in 2010. Mm. Um, I look at the market now and everything's like a minimum of like 160 bucks, yeah. which is a lot for a kid. Sure. Um, and that's almost on the low end of things. Some in a lot of cases. Yeah. I feel a lot like average price seems to be like 225 for yeah. a good pedal. Well, and Which what's is, nice about the Debbie Ever stuff is that that was easy to get into. I remember getting, I, I bought a Torn's Peaker. Um, oh, that's a, such know, a fun like one. Torn's Speaker, obviously. Uh, but it's, I mean, it sounds like you're physically tearing a speaker <laughs> with, if you had a mouthful of anglerfish fangs. Yes. That's very specific. <laughs> if you fired a cannon of nails at your amp. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes, that's pretty much it. That, so, that is uh, the sound of the torn speaker. Yeah, yeah. the Debbie ever bit is supposed to sound like video gamey and kind of like how the Legend of Zelda sounds. No, I bought it because uh, Robin Fink, the guitarist in Nine Inch Nails, used it. Mm. And that is, if you listen to uh, Year Zero, that sound, that very distorted, almost sounds like it's digital. Mm-hmm. It's just so harsh and octavey. Um, really attracted me. <laughs> I love the, em- the emphasis you're putting in the things. It's great. Uh, it's funny. Um, I, d- I find myself doing that and people will look at me like, wow, you're really into this, aren't you? <laughs> you, th- you made an Instagram post about uh, when you were unboxing the pedals with Eldritch Blast yes. and the way you said intermodulation. I'm just like, I've never heard anyone say it that happy. <laughs> Ask him to say solderless no, connection. No, I won't do it. <laughs> oh, I know. I know he won't do it. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, There's an L in there. There is, yes. Solder. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, that leads us. Why don't you uh, head head on over to the Eldridge Blast real quick? So, okay, in the very early state, like six months in the starting Mask Audio, um, John uh, John Snyder from Electronic Audio Experiments was drink develop drink developing a line of do-it-yourself effects and one of them was uh the magic missile which had bit uh darlington transistor pairs which is running a transistor off of a transistor um into this pnp npn octave pair um Okay, that's a little bit of Greek for everybody. Um, yeah, I just realized that. That's basically the two different polarities of transistor. It's um, how a transistor references ground voltage. Okay. Okay, now what... Help us... I'm, I'm going to try to break this down. What effect, what sound is making, is coming from that? So that is a way of basically squaring off your wave and making it sound like it's an octave up. 
Ha ha. Now I can, now I got it. <laughs> yeah. So if you use them um, in certain configurations, a PNP and an NPN transistor, you can make it sound like an Octavia. Ah, okay. So depending so, on how you, which one's first or something like that. Yeah. It, it's a specific ordering. Wow. Okay, we got really deep there, everybody, and some serious nerdville uh, for electronics, and we all come out unscathed, and I think we have an idea of what this does. So that was kind of fun. Because of my Debbie Ever background, uh, I, I offered a lot of input on it, and eventually, yeah, six months into Mask Audio, I hadn't released any pedals, and I asked John if I could do a run of it. And he's like, you know what, because you provided all this feedback on it, sure, but do something different for the tone control and doing something different for the tone control was four, five prototypes Wow! until it, it was three prototypes before I even sent one back to John. I, I wanted it to be right. And so over That's pretty cool. So he kind of, I mean, is it fair to say he kind of gave you like, did he give you a break? Like he, a break? he gave me not only a break, but he also gave me free reign to run with it. So I, I made the magic missile portion of the circuit to kind of my slightly hotter spec. Um, and then over the course of development, I added an EQ similar to the HM, the boss HM two heavy metal pedal where it, it's an active booster cut EQ, but the tone knob um, there's a bass knob and then a tone knob that is working on the highs and mids simultaneously. Sounds like that w will prevent you from messing it up. It can prevent you from being too harsh, but one of the joys of the Boz uh, HM2 is its mid-peak is really high up in the mids. It's like, I think it's like 1.2K. Um, so it just cuts through the mix. It's literally the, the cranked Boz HM2, how you're supposed to use it, gain all the way up, bass all the way up, tone all the way up, volume all the way up, and it just sounds like a chainsaw. Wow. And so I, I took that similar concept and I, I took, I modified the EQ points to something a bit more useful. I still kept that high mids because I love that sound. Mm -hmm. um, and then I added the two different toggle switches to adjust the response of the whole unit. Something you mentioned about the, the, the mids and the high mids and cutting through the mix. It's worth mentioning what some of these pedals that do like super noise or super like heavy duty lo-fi and, and, and things that may not sound quote unquote pleasant by themselves or even with your with your normal pedal rig that you're putting in. Some of them are specifically designed to be used in live situations. So when you plug it in, you're like, this doesn't sound too awesome by myself in my house with my amp. And I'm not getting the full range of uh, dynamic tone. That's because when you do get in a live situation and you have your bass player and your drummer and your vocalist, that is the thing that will cut through everything. So I say that because there have been a handful of pedals that I've gotten, you know, in the past where I've said I plugged in. I'm like, man, this is kind of disappointing. It, it, it just sounds weird or kind of a little bit gross. But the minute you start playing it with somebody, I was like, oh, wait, now I can totally hear it. And it sounds awesome. Oh, so, yeah. And that's one of the fun things about Eldritch Blast is it's got not only a gain control, but a, a, an input base. And that really helps where you sit in a mix. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
Good point. So let's see. Let's uh, hit the yes really quick. So yes was developed alongside no. So no is very much the octave fuzz. And then I wanted something to pair it with, which would be kind of the gated fuzz. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty similar schematic wise. I made a couple parts differences because I still wanted it to be a hundred dollar pedal, which is very hard to achieve. (laughs) But yeah, yes is an extremely gated pedal or not extreme. If you flip the toggle switch, it's not gated at all. Um, and one of my favorite sounds with it is actually gain all the way down without the gate because it just opens up into like a slightly more trebly, almost fuzz face. Okay. And then, uh, of course, as you without the gate, if you back it up, it'll almost sound like a mosquito is uh, coming to sting your ears and suck out all your blood. <laughs> <laughs> and give you West Nile virus. Well, oh of course. <laughs> That's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah, there's other things too. It's... Oh, man. Don't, I don't want to know. Oh, there's right. one on your head right now. Oh, great. <laughs> Black. <laughs> so, so, when are those coming out? So, no is still out. I think yes is going to get, because I have a project with Ian Pritchard of the demo channel Collector Emitter mm-hmm. that we've been working on really intensely. For the last, it's been a year, but it's the last three months have been a lot of hard work. And I think due to school, I can't release both. And that one definitely takes precedence because it's just so cool. Are you going to share that? <laughs> um, so visit. Can you without killing us? Well, yes, I can. Uh, this might be listen. the first time I'm talking about it without Ian. Exciting. Um, so we're working on a pedal called Park Garden. Um, P-A-R-T as in Yeah, Part Garden. So okay. it's kind of a play on his band name, Bot Garden. Um, okay. So if, if, if you took like a handful of parts and threw it, threw it out in the yard and then you'd grow a pedal. I, I just threw out the idea of what would a collector emitter pedal be? And we, we went back and forth on a bunch of concepts and what would be doable and what wouldn't. But we came up with cascading uh, two different vintage boosts together to create a fuzz and so pretty much all the knobs on the pedal are gain knobs so it's got a volume knob which is a master gain knob it's got a gain between the two boosts and then it's got a gain uh at the front of the circuit and it's got a gain between two of the different transistors and the fuzz wow that's a lot of gain yeah it's a lot of it's very controllable because ian was always about it needs to have clarity because he plays in alternate tutings and uses complex vo- voicings. Um, so even though it's very distorted, it's you still need to be able to pull out all the individual notes. And that was the hardest part. Wow. That and the first thing we went with was two harmonic percolators cascading. And that is enough to pick up every AM radio station in the country. <laughs> um, <could> be cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, when cranked up, it sounded amazing. But the moment you stopped playing. Yeah, it, you just it was all am radio interference yeah, like and spinal tap yes <laughs> absolutely uh, that that was the exact phrasing we made <laughs> if there's a chance to rename this pedal before it, it comes out i have a suggestion yes that's taken but i have another suggestion <laughs> uh again 
Okay. Go with well, me. I am working on a Go maybe. A G A I N. So it's be like a game. A game. A game. A game. Uh, 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 yeah. No. No. That's a text joke. <laughs> no. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You got to see that one. Uh, write it out. Everybody who's listening, just write it out on a paper game. and then and then go like, "Hey, Todd, that was pretty. That was pretty good, man." Yeah, they won't be saying that. All right. So go into your uh, your site. You have a lot of. I, I'm assuming you got your start doing a lot of DIY things for circuit boards. Is that correct? Oh yeah, that's still a. Most of what I offer to the world are DIY circuit boards where I, I've drawn up the circuit board for you, so they're very easy to assemble. Um, you purchase all the parts. I give a drill document where, okay, this is where all your holes need to go. And you get the joy of sitting down and building your own pedal. I love doing that. Hey, uh, with that in mind, where would you suggest people? So if, if, if I want to go and purchase one or two of your boards, okay. Uh, I don't have a giant part stock in my basement. Where is a good place to find that stuff? The first place I would go is Small Bear Electronics. They're a pretty big plate. I shouldn't say pretty big. Uh, they've been going since the 90s. They're based out of Brooklyn. They have all your pedal-specific needs in one place. There are other places, but they don't have as good customer service. They don't have all the parts. And Small Bear's website is very easy to navigate. If you're a little bit more inclined to menu dive, Mauser is the way to go. Mm. Uh, but they're very much geared more towards you. industry and buying a lot of stuff. Right. Or people that know yeah. like uh, exactly what they want. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's there's it's a learning curve to going through their website. Mm -hmm. That, that is, that is a hundred percent true. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go check out Small Bear because I'm not familiar with that. I've relied on other means to get those things, um, either from old kits or friends or ordering uh, on, on a few other sites that also don't have the best service. Maybe, but, maybe, maybe you should try making your own capacitors and resistors at home. No, that's I'm pretty sure you could. If Rob Chafe was here, he would he he would be like tearing his eyes out no! that hearing that. Uh, <laughs> so what else? Uh, so we've we've uh, talked about a couple of things you currently offer, and one a couple on the horizon. Are there any other fun things that you're looking to do? Any other types? Now, mostly, I, at least until I graduate and have more time, I just love fuzz too much. To <laughs> Because, God, even beyond that, so I, I've teased it a bunch of times, but I am working on maybe, um, which is a combined yes and no in one box. And it's so far, it's been so good, but I'm just trying to tease more functionality out of it. Because if I'm just putting, you can buy the two pedals, but I want you to have a reason to buy maybe. It's, so it's going to offer so much more. Mm. It's going to be a nightmare for me, the drill. Right now, it has four, four switches, I mean, and that amount may, may increase. <laughs> I love the idea that you continue on with that stretch, and, and I would hope that one is called Sure, and Probably, and maybe even All Right. I, I have thought about doing an All Right. All Right, um, the Hung Jury, which is like, 
four or five yeses in a uh, four or five no's in a row and one yes. Oh boy. Yeah, that's that's super nerdy. Oh man. Um I also have been working on a no means no, which is an expanded version of no uh that I plan on doing a charity thing for. Oh that's cool. um yeah. that's a great idea, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's going to be no means no, even bigger enclosure. I think I'm going to make it in uh, like an enclosure the size of a brick <laughs> just to get the point across. Um, and it's going to be probably three knobs instead of two. And it's going to be two foot switches, I think. Or one big foot switch. Oh, yes. It's going to be like the whole pedal is going to be a stomp foot switch. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be no means no and i'll give i'm looking for um charities for victims of sexual assault to give some proceeds away to so if anyone in your audience uh works for a good nonprofit, let me know where can people yeah, contact me alec at mascotioelectronics.com <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right that's uh, he doesn't have he's not wearing a cowbell everybody uh that he's drinking i'm drinking a, a lot of water and you gotta be hydrated that he's sitting in literally in a closet in a closet it's so hot yeah i can imagine <laughs> um all right well this has been a great deal of fun we're gonna move over to another great deal of fun by the name of jared and uh he's got a he's got a little something for us yes it's called would you rather oh that was so good you weren't on the episode uh that does not exist and uh, your voice was so missed i oh. thought i thought i thought i did a fine job yeah you did anyways go ahead jared <laughs> okay he's stuck all right no no we're we're <laughs> no, on track no one's ever complimented him like that before <laughs> thank you apparently <laughs> These guys make me feel like I'm terrible. No. No. Yes, Just kidding. So this Would You Rather this week is from our buddy, Yaki Fund. Uh, that's his Instagram uh, handle. And it's a very short Would You Rather. You're not walking down the street. You're just somewhere. And you're thinking to yourself, would, would I rather have my dream guitar? Or would I just rather have my dream pedal board? That's it. Mm. Which mm. one would you rather have? That Only is that is a that is a deceivingly brutal question, Tony. <laughs> no, that's that's not difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want my own dream pedal board. Yeah, not. I'm not buying that. <laughs> no, I'm going with the dream guitar. Okay. Yep. Uh, what I is mean, a green? What is it? Oh my! Well, I've already gotten enough of my dream guitars. <laughs> I know. Actually, I want. I want to get that that Nick Lowe, um, the uh, SJ make it SJ two hundred. No, I can't make an acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's SJ two hundred Western Classic. Okay. All right. That's what you would choose. I would choose that over a dream pedal board. Okay. All right. Or sounds... should I say a nightmare pedal board? Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jared, how about yourself? Um. That uh, Mutron biphaser is my dream pedal board mm. accessory. So no, I pretty much have my it's dream board. But it's you can a, have the whole, whole board. board. You want the whole Mutron collection? Nah. I think I have what I want out of that collection. I already have all my dream pedals. All right. 
So I'm done with so pedals, I guess man. I guess you're going to well, dream rather, amp. Yeah, I'd rather have my dream guitar. <laughs> All right. And what would that be? I think I already have that too. Oh jeez. <laughs> I have a it's a 62 uh Gibson SG with the ebony block tailpiece for the vibrato. That's my dream. What's your I other dream guitar? Uh, okay. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I yeah, think it has, has to, to be something you don't have. I believe it has two necks. That I want? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would like to have a Gibson Custom Shop EDS-1275 Jimmy Page signature. You'll signature. shoot your eye out, kid. All right. <laughs> two necks. You can only play one at a time. Do you, do you know how many tuners are on that son of a guy? 18, 18 tuners. tuners. Jeez Louise. That's a lot of tuners. That's ridiculous. That's 18 yeah. strings. That's, that's a lot of strings. Yeah. It's like three sets of strings. It's like four pickups. It is. It is. Uh, and let's see, Alec. How about yourself? Oh, I, I, I would never. My dream pedal board changes daily. I, I would never be able to settle down like that. Uh, plus, my dream guitar is a Travis Bean, uh, which are I think they're going upwards of three K now. So wow. definitely that. Nice. Yeah, there you go. The big old T on the headstock. That's right. Absolutely. Sustain for days. You'll have one someday. Lots of lots of aluminum. Um elec- uh, electrical guitar company uh who has mm-hmm. picked up the Travis Bean actually is making new production He's Travis Bean guitars. That, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he has. The Bean family, right? Yes, to, from his widow. Um, but he is doing some fantastic stuff. Oh, that's cool. It's nice that they, they resurrected that. Man. Todd, how about you? Dream you know, guitar, dream I, pedal board. I, I can't nail down any of those. I truly, I, I, I don't think I can. I, on any given moment, I'm thinking about another one. So mm. I think I'd have to say, I think I'd have to say. Um, how about a dream car? <laughs> I think I'd have to say dream pedal board because mm. I could use it with. I could use it with any guitar Mm. and just about any guitar and I could make it work. And I really like pedals. I really love guitars, but it's hard to nail down. Like, yes, I want one. I don't know that I have my dream guitar yet. I don't know that I know what that is yet to be perfectly honest. Mm. I like a lot, but there's not, there's, I don't know that there's the one out there yet. Mm. I hope How, how many pedals would be on your dream pedal board? Well, not a ridiculous amount because it it wouldn't be just to have them for sake. So it would it, I would want it to be like it makes a sound. I'm I'm kind of close on my dream pedal board actually, mm. but I would want another one that makes a completely different sound. So that's what I'm going with, and it would and it would uh, have like you know a custom board and a custom case and the whole nine yards and oh of course and proper cabling and like you know the the all the bells and whistles. Um, so I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going with. Tell you Woo-hoo. what. Yes. And, but it would only be filled with, um, this, so this is where my dream part would come in. I would only have pedals that were single, single one-offs, not, not single one-off circuit designs, just single one-off a, a custom builder, a custom, you know, graphic or something ah. specifically for me. Whoa. 
Yes. They'd, they'd all be uh, black and gold. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but um, I, I, it would be. It With would, your black and gold customs? I know. Come on. I know. But it would be, it would definitely be a builder's choice. You know, I would want, what is, if, if they were going to do one specifically for me, what would that be? That That's probably what I would choose, something like that. Anyways. Anyway. And who knows? Maybe tonight when I'm dreaming, I'll wake up and and I'll like, I know what my dream guitar is now. So <laughs> if I'm lucky, <laughs> someday, someday, you gotta you gotta um, have goals and and hopes and wishes and desires. And uh, I desire that we uh, start wrapping this one up here. So Tony, what can uh, help what? help us out here? What, would, you, would you like me to do something? Yes, I'd like you to read uh, off some names. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's important names. Yes. The the executive producers, That's is that correct. to which you, you refer? Uh, okay. So at this point in the show, we'd like to thank a special group of people. Those would be our executive producers. That's right. And I'm sure there's, a, there's at least one person out there saying, what is this executive producer and how can I become one? It's easy. Just go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And once there, you will find several levels in which you can participate. Mm -hmm. Each level comes with a mad flurry of fun prizes and yes. thank yous and that sort of thing. Keychains. Barefoot button, keychains, stickers, picks, T-shirts. There's all kinds of stuff there. Yes, sir. I'm going to let those folks go out there and look yes. and just see. That's right. But the one level, in addition to all that great stuff, at the executive level, executive producer level, mm -hmm. they get something else very special. Yes. yes, they do. What is that, Jared? Well, you get to have your name read on the thing. Your I'm going to add, I'm going to say one more thing that yes. everybody who is a Patreon gets uh, in, in addition to that. We are... Uh, doing a whole lot more in the way of giveaways. We've mm. got, I have several things that we will be giving away in the next couple of weeks. Wow. Um, and maybe even by the time you hear this, some things might have already been given away, but that is going to be something else that we're going to be pushing on quite a bit. Um, we're so, so what you're saying you're, is it, patron, it makes sense to yeah, become a patron. It, it, you, yeah, you get a lot of stuff from, from helping us out. So we appreciate that. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. All righty. How about Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Tyg Harmon, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael McVeigh, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Brad Pottridge, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, Sean S. 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 John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen. All right. Thank you, Tony, for reading that off. Uh, and we truly appreciate all of you out there. Seriously, if you, if you like what you hear, um, we put a, a whole lot of work into this. We really do. And we do it because we love it. And we hope that you're loving it too. And if you do love it and you can, and you can, uh, you know, share the love, we truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, make sure you go over to Instagram and, and give us a follow. 
Cause then you Follow. can see all the cool stuff that, that we got going on and we have, we have giveaways on there too. You know, um, aside from just, that's how you're going to hear what's going on with the knobs and stuff. Alec, where can people find you? Where can they order your, your gear? Well, you can go to maskaudioelectronics.com um, to order your DIY circuit boards or a black math or a no. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at maskaudioelectronics. Correct. And if you had any other questions about the other pedals that he mentioned and you didn't happen to have a dry erase board while you were driving, <laughs> uh, hit him up and find out how to get a hold of those pedals as well. Uh, Tony. Yes. Where can people find you? Well, let's just say you need a special pick guard. You're okay. changing out pickups. You're, you were just tired of that old black or white pick guard. You want something Boring. snazzy. Yeah. Go over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the things that I have to offer. If there's something special, just get in touch with me via email. Uh, go over to Instagram for some updates on some fun projects that I've been working on and some oddball things. And mm -hmm. uh, that's at Pick Guardian and the number one. Perfect. Jared. Hello. Uh, if you have broken pickups or you need new pickups or you want new shiny pickups or anything of the sort, uh, BrandonWildPickups.com. Uh, visit the website. Also on Instagram, I've got some cool one-offy type of gold foily weird mesh things that I'm doing. So weird, uh, mesh. weird mesh things. So have yeah. a look, see on Instagram, Brandon one pickups. Right. Love and aside to, from all the weird you. stuff that you just mentioned, you uh -huh. make some really great pickups Thank that you. sound fantastic. P nineties, singles, humbuckers. If you want new pickups, you want them to sound awesome. Check them out. Please. You can Thank hit you. me up at Todd at theguitarnobs.com. And you can also DM me on Instagram. Love to get your messages. Love to get your thoughts. Send us your would you rathers for Pete's sakes. They're super fun when we get those from people just like we read today. We'll read yours if it's appropriate. <laughs> and I'll, sing, I'll sing real nice for you. Yeah. Um, Alec, thanks so much for doing this again. Oh, thank you for squeezing me in. Yeah, man. It was great. Um, we appreciate the fact that you took double the time to, to uh, share your story with our audience, whom we are saying goodnight to right now. Uh, have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. I got cake in the car. I yes. just remembered I put that cake in the car before I came up to the studio. Oh, wait. Was that recording? Oh, crap. Once then be more some good pedals. Into the breach. I have that too. Duella! I thought Botgarden was a German term for cantaloupe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you gotta say it way harsher, man. Botgarden! <laughs> <laughs> that made the end of the episode right there. <laughs> yes, there we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time